Welcome to Freedom Revamp, the podcast. My name is Deshaun, and I am excited, as always, for another episode. Today, we are joined by a media personality out of the Bronx who owns her own entertainment company called Short and Sweet ENT. Let me welcome and give a warm welcome to Shantae. Say hello to everyone, Shantae. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, guys. No problem. So Shantae is joining us today to discuss the also pressing cancel culture that has sprung up within our social lifestyles as of recently. So I am excited to jump into that conversation with her. But before doing so, Shantae, give the audience a little bit more of a description of who you are and what it is you do. Um, so first and foremost, I am an educator. So a lot of people know me as being an elementary school teacher, and that's what I love. Um, and then I also transition into doing media and personality, um, covering stories um, that are centered around our culture in terms of music. And I'm also branching off into supporting brands that I love, so Black-owned businesses that are based anywhere in the United States of America. Um, I don't want to only be specific to New York City, but I want to branch out to other states that have a brand that want to be promoted. And so right now, I'm just diving into journalism and getting used to writing, 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 and finding things that people connect with and truly are passionate about in our society. Awesome. Well, Shantae, that makes you the perfect guest for today's topic of cancel culture. So I am elated to jump into that conversation with you and hear what it is you have to say about some of the things that have been going on within pop culture recently. But before we get to that, you all know how we do every episode. And we have to ask Shantae, how do you define freedom? I define freedom as doing what you want to do anytime that you want to do it. Um, No matter what career that you are in, no matter if you have a career or not, but whatever you want to do, having the ability to just get up and do it. And then that people talk about financial freedom, and that's something that I'm big at. So being able to get up, go to the five-star restaurant and eat, or get it and go into Chick-fil-A and eating whatever you want. Um, and also being able to travel, being able to purchase a house, being being or having the opportunity to purchase an apartment or doing any of those things that you want to do, I think it's important for us to talk about that in terms of freedom. Um, another way I, I think about freedom is personally, you know, being able to wear what you want, um, wear your hair however you want to, dress however you want to, speak however you want to. And that's another reason why I created my own platform is to make sure that I can create and have a my space to personally speak about things that matter to me and have other um, opportunities for creatives to do the same as well. I love that. And I think it's so important that we create our own space to be free in, right? Because we, when we think about how history worked here in America, we were brought into a space that did not belong to us. So we weren't familiar with it. So it was harder to navigate a sense of freedom, but creating your own space gives you that liberty. So I love to hear that for you, Shantae. So since you already kind of tapped into it, I'd love to hear some more detail on how you practice freedom. So our founder, Courtney, came up with this concept that freedom is a practice. It's not just a destination that we reach, but it's a constant journey. So how do you practice freedom? Um, So it's interesting that when you think about freedom, we think about doing what we want to do all the time that we want to do it. Right. But then when I think about practicing freedom, I think about having the, the, the self, I guess you can, I don't know how to say it, but like the 
the self-control, I guess, to create boundaries in your life in order to have freedom. So we have to have boundaries and create barriers in order to be free, right? And so what I mean by that is like, you know, if people do live paycheck to paycheck, right, you may live and take out $10 a week, $10 a month in order to keep that into account so that when you do go on vacation to have the freedom to do whatever you want, you will have the money to do whatever you want. Um, so things that I do is just making sure that I'm, I'm sticking to just organized structure and routine in my life um, to make sure that I continuously grow in areas I need to in order to do what I want to do. Um, and then there's things of what do you need versus what do you want, right? Yeah. So we may want a new pair of sneakers or want a new pair of, of shoes or a purse, but do we really need that, right? But then when I think about it, it's like, we're so big on mental health. Do I need this purse in order to make me feel good? Maybe at this time I do. And that kind of, to me, goes into we work hard, we play hard. So if you feel like you deserve it and you want to go after it, buy that purse and keep it moving. Absolutely. I love that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the juicy conversation of cancel culture. So of course, before we get too far in the conversation, I think it's important that we explain what we think or what we know cancel culture to be. So the first question is, how would you explain cancel culture? Okay, so it's interesting because I feel like I would explain it as just a, a way that we control our own narratives within our culture and being able to set standards and expectations to what we accept and what we don't accept. And now looking deeper into it, I see so many different definitions of what other people say and explain cancel culture. And so I feel like to me, it's no black and white um, and there's a lot of gray area in it. So I, to me, I would just define it as a space in which we have expectations and we set boundaries to those expectations within our own culture. Absolutely. I think um, kind of to give, I guess, like the urban dictionary definition, yeah. um, it's kind of like the public shunning of something or someone due to um, misconduct or due to something that they might have done that was um, immoral to the, the, the group of people who was quote unquote canceling them or whatever the case may be, because that's what we've seen it to be in a lot of most of the recent occurrences. Um, so the next question that I have is like, would you say that you agree with it? Because I think that's the hardest thing that I've been trying to face when it comes to cancel culture. A lot of times we cancel people for mistakes that they've made. And I'm so glad that there's no cancel culture when it comes to Christianity, because my God, I would have been canceled a long time ago. Um, but because he didn't cancel me, okay, I'm here. So um, I guess that's kind of where my biggest battle is with cancel culture. So how would you say, would you say that you agree with it? Um, I wouldn't personally say I agree with it because I feel like when we do cancel culture and something I want to bring to you said the public display of shunning people, right? The that aspect of publicly shunning people, um, I feel like it's unacceptable. You know, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We are not perfect as a people. And so when you publicly shame somebody, I feel like do you then take a deeper look into yourself and kind of think, 
what what are you trying to what are you trying to come across as are you god are you the higher power that people should answer to or are we as a community or a culture that higher power um so i don't necessarily agree with it publicly but i do feel like there's some tricky ricky people in our culture that feel like should be accountable for the mistakes that they do make um but i don't 100% agree with it because we all make mistakes and we aren't perfect. And I feel like we shouldn't publicly shame people unless, um, not unless, but if we are not giving or allowing the people to have an opportunity to grow from those experiences and teach them, then what's the purpose of canceling them if you don't want to teach them to become better? Absolutely. I think that's my that's my biggest gripe right there. Trying to figure out how we can maneuver it where it's more so accountability and less of canceling. Um, I feel like if you're holding these people accountable for their mistakes or um, whatever it is when it comes to cancel culture, because it can be so minute. It can be something someone wears or uh, yeah. whatever the case may be, something that they were a part of, whatever the case may be. Um, I think that sometimes it almost reflects on the people who are canceling them. Like, why is it that they need to be canceled? What is it that morally um, is unjust about their behavior or the thing that they've done or worn or whatever the case may be? Um, and then once we've reflected that, how do we go about fixing it? Because sometimes the root of the problem is a lot deeper than that person. That person yeah. just you know, had the effects of whatever that root was. So I think the biggest thing for me I definitely don't agree with it 100%, like you said. Um, it's just finding like a happy medium because obviously there's a part of me that not necessarily wants to cancel them, but I don't want to support um, certain things when I know that people have done things maliciously. But like I said, we don't know because I don't know any of these people personally, what is actually taking place or what did actually take place. But I do, um, I think it's my prayer that whatever actually did take place or whatever behaviors they actually made, that they have someone around them that's going to hold them accountable, that's going to pray with them for growth, that's going to help them toward growth or offer them the assistance that they need to be better. So now that we've discussed that, who are some people we know who've been canceled and why? <laughs> well, when I think about cancel culture, the first person that pops into my head, unfortunately, is Chris Brown. Um, you know, going way back to the Rihanna situation, and unfortunately, it's something that I, I'd rather not. I'd rather not speak on cancel culture with this certain people in the industry, only because we weren't there. We don't know the facts of any of these situations, and I feel like we're so quick to say, "Well, cancel that person," without knowing all of the facts, and then. Why do we need to know all of the facts? Who are we? Let them deal with that situation. But when I do hear about it, I think about the infamous um, situation with Chris Brown and Rihanna. Um, and do I feel like he is canceled now? I do feel like there was a, a part in his career where his fans, I am a fan of Chris Brown, but you know, his fans tried, supported him in that area. But did his music, and his stardom, his star power, what wasn't negatively affected, um, and I don't believe that it was negatively affected to where he couldn't survive or prosper in the industry. We continue to listen to his music. His his music was still on the radio. He was still making money. He was still making hit singles and hit records. Still performing. Um, so I think about him and I think about the repercussions that came from all of the negative attention from it. But then Absolutely. I did see a lot of 
um, you know, I didn't see a lot of, like we said, progress and support and getting him help and or getting Rihanna help. Um, so I think both of them played a major part into it because it was one in a one situation, but we didn't hear both sides of the story. And then did we as a culture support them in order to grow from it? I don't feel like that happened, but you know, I, I think about that currently. I think about the Tory Lanes and Meg the Stallion situation. And is Tory canceled now? I don't know. He's about to go, he's about to perform. You know, these festivals are coming out and we still don't know the facts of that specific situation. We don't know anything that has happened. But what I would say is that I'm not going to say I stand by Tory or I stand by Meg, but I stand by not. You know, I am also a survivor of domestic violence, and I would never want to put anyone in any situation that makes them feel like they are afraid of for their lives. Um, so I stand by, you know, anybody that comes through those um, incidents and support them for whatever they need in order to grow and move past it. But that cancel culture right there, ooh, it weighs heavy. Absolutely. So you spoke about people, but there's also brands that have found themselves to get canceled um, or that have were canceled momentarily. And like you said, sometimes like it's uncertain whether or not they're still canceled. But like H&M um, had a big incident with the monkey T-shirt. And I remember that being like unforgivable. And then before we knew it, it seemed like it just kind of blew over. Um, Chick-fil-A, same situation. There was a big issue with people feeling some type of way about them being a Christian brand, but speaking out on homosexuality. And that was very big within that community, feeling as though they couldn't support a business that didn't support them. Um, so with that in mind, I kind of have like a follow-up question. So as far as some of these people or brands that end up being quote-unquote canceled, do you ever feel as though... Um, there is like a benefit to participating in the cancellation um, in, in its immediate moment. Like perfect example, if we're talking about the time frame in which we, we you know, witnessed the Chris Brown and Rihanna situation, like you said, we didn't know a lot of the details of the incident right away, but we did know what we knew to be a domestic dispute. With that being said, I was a huge fan back then too. And I remember how hard it was for me to like, want to still listen to some of my old Chris Brown songs, knowing that people were like, you still listening to Chris Brown? So how do you feel about participating in cancel culture? Um, I feel like there's different levels. Uh, I feel like ultimately we have to be connected and centered around our personal values um, and, and stick to those and stick to that heavenly only because then when, when people do press us, you know, do you believe in this or do you believe in that? Well, you should write this or do you write that? I feel like if you are grounded within your your values, you're able to, first of all, you don't have to explain any, anything to anybody, right? And why you choose to support or not support anybody. But I feel like in those situations, there is um, room for education and, and to educate those who may know more or less of the situation and why your opinion matters or don't matter. Um, we are in an age of technology where everybody does feel like they have an opinion, right? Anybody could get on a keyboard and type da 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 But, right, are we educating those who we know are taking a stance in those moments to say, we should all do this, right, in order to show your support? But there's other ways to show 
support versus being at the front line and protesting in front of a brand, you know, like having your podcast and, and being able to use your platform to share voices and, and to speak about how we actually feel about these situations. Because um, to be honest, I feel like I just brought something from H&M. And then look what happens. We move on to the next cancel culture situation and we swipe it under the rug and, and we just say, Maybe they have what are the cultural appropriation classes and training, and then bang, they're at the top brand again, right? So then, where are those same people that were like, you shouldn't do it? Like, where are those people? Because I bet you they still have on the same brands that they just told you not to support. Absolutely. Because, um, like we said, it's this kind of this idea that things kind of just blow over, that they get swept under the rug, and then we go on as if nothing happened, which is my biggest concern. Are we addressing the issues that are coming up in these incidents, or are we just choosing to shun these people um, because they've made mistakes? So with that being said, do you think that cancel culture is harmful? And if so, how is cancel culture harmful? Oh, Cancel culture is so harmful to the actual culture because, well, right now, mental health is so important in our culture, in our society. And I feel like it it just, for so many different reasons. One, because like we talked about before, it's a public display of shunning someone out of the culture, right? And so how does that person then feel? And some people say, well, they their actions, you know, don't, they should be shunned, right? You know, they should be out there. They should be doing whatever they want to be, you know, shouldn't be doing it, right? But then on the flip side of it is, you know, how, how how could we deal with balancing out how to then support them and move them forward in us as a society? Now, a lot of these things are triggers, right? So we may see a situation and patterns over and over and over and it's traumatizing us. And we're like, oh my God, if it's not one thing, it is another thing. If it's not this, it is that, right? And then our mental health, it's, it's like we see these images over and over and over and over. We don't know what that's doing to our mental health until something happens and we're triggered, right? So I feel like it is very harmful on all sides um, and something that needs to be talked about and something that definitely needs to be addressed. I would agree. And I think that's why this question was so pressing to me because I did want to hear someone else's opinion on the concept because I've debated about that very thing, how harmful it is and how essentially we're not allowing that person to grow or to make mistakes and to find themselves and to see what worked for them and what didn't work for them. Like we already started with the Chris Brown example and all I could think about was how young he was. Yep. And absolutely, again, it does not mean that anything that he did was right or wrong, but it was just the principle of the fact that like, he was so young, he had no space to grow. He was in the entertainment industry for such a long time. He was probably shooken up like considering like, I grew up pretty normal, you know, went to school with you normal know, kids, had a normal life. I didn't grow up in the limelight. You have no room to move in the limelight. When we think about kids who start in the industry very soon um, and then who grow up in the industry, they don't get to become adults. They get too sexy and then the industry is like, oh, we don't like how they, like, they're getting too grown. It's too grown. Well, they're adults now. So it's like thinking about the um, the little space that people have when they're in the limelight to even maneuver and for them to be the focal point of counterculture, it's almost unfair to them. 
They don't need to have any make any mistakes. We make all kinds of mistakes. Everything. I can get a list of mistakes that I've made or that I've seen other people make, and no one's ever said, "Oh, Deshaun is canceled because she did such and such," um, or "Shantae is canceled because she did such and such." No one says those things in our private lifestyle, but because we've developed this pedestal for those who are in pop culture, it's almost as if they have to be pristine. They have to be perfect. They can't have flaw. So when they do have flaw, it's so easy for us to say, "Oh, we're not supporting." Or like like we said with the brands, oh, I'm not supporting, I'm not buying, or whatever the case may be. Um, Courtney brought up something that I wanted to um, just plug into your ear. She talked about dark skin Aunt Viv. And I know that like when we think about that concept and having just watched the recent reunion with Will Smith and hearing her speak about how uncomfortable she was coming back um, to speak with him after all of the shunning that she had for years and not knowing that real story. Um, and also finding out that this was a woman who was like dealing with pregnancy and like all of the mood swings and people were shunning her for her behavior on set. And she like didn't really work much after that. And I remember just being like, dang, like we knew nothing of that because we were just all kind of like blind to the situation. But that was somebody who emotionally was very harmed by that. And she talked about that with Will, like she was very harmed by that situation. So when you brought up like how harmful it is to the person who's a victim, it is very, I would probably say it's more or less harmful to them than it is to those who are canceling them. Um, but the, the harm that's done to those who, of us who choose to cancel said person or thing is that we're not actually learning from the situation because later on, it's, it's like it never happened. So I think the biggest thing is trying to figure out how to grow as a society and learn through those things because those things just keep happening in different ways, shapes and forms, different arenas, different people because we don't address them. So I agree. I, I also feel like there's, there's a huge spectrum, right? We can go from one extreme to the other extreme. And what you said earlier is like, it could come down to anything. Oh, she wore the wrong pants, cancel culture. You know, she, she had different lipstick, yeah. cancel culture. Right? So it, come, it could come from a huge situation on this side to a very small situation on this side. And currently, you know, unfortunately somebody in the industry is on, you know, on front for saying his opinion, which is trick daddy. And I'm a huge fan yeah. of Beyonce. I am on the Beehive, Team Beehive, and I will put the bees underneath his comments and everything. But what I do feel like that is unfortunate in the situation is that I have heard nothing but positive reviews from him and him as a chef in his business. And so I feel like when we, as a culture, then go on Yelp and put 100,000 bees and put bad reviews, what does that say about cancel culture? Is that a joke? Right, because those are all fallacies. And so now he is in, you know, maybe he has some other stuff going on, but in terms of his business, um, I don't feel like it's gonna prosper necessarily at this moment because the beehive is after him for from stating his opinion about Beyonce, even though I feel like she's one of the greatest singers of all singers and entertainers of all time. But his opinion is different. So should we cancel him because he has an opinion? And that's the thing. I think, too, that's the hardest part of trying to maneuver life, right? Because you have an opinion and you're concerned about what other people might think about that opinion. And then, again, with these people being on a pedestal, him sharing his opinion is much different than somebody like me sharing my opinion. Because mm -hmm. I could say like Beyonce and probably not get one comment. 
but he can say it and there, he has so much more influence. So many people are seeing it that it becomes a thing. So I think the other thing too is like, this is a, I guess a follow-up question too, since you talk a lot about pop culture and things like that. Do you think that there's almost like um, a, a sense of like being unfree once you you do you become popular or that you become famous? Like you almost can't be free in those areas because you have to speak a certain type of way or dress a certain type of way to appease those who might be fans or who might not be fans. I think it's really difficult. Um, I think it's difficult to balance out your personal life and your career. And if you want to have a private life versus public life, people do say, oh, well, they signed up for this. Well, what did they sign up for? To to share their talents and, and what they and their passions and what they love to people like us who use their music to get through difficult times and use their music to get through amazing times, right? Did they sign up for the, the daily treatment of so much things with paparazzi and always being nip pad and nap pad? I just literally saw a video of um, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky in New York City. I wish I saw them because I would have been the paparazzi as well. Um, but it's kind of like every single thing that they do, are, they're being judged on, right? Every step. Can they go out to a restaurant and just eat without someone catching that and, and, and putting that on front street? Um, yeah. And say if they had a situation, you know, we don't know if that would, you know, what if they had a little disagreement about something? Now everybody is up in hills. Oh my God, this is what happened, right? So it's like every little thing is always on front street. And so I feel like that that's extremely harmful and detrimental to that person and detrimental to our culture because we almost feel like we deserve to know everything that goes on in their lives. Oh right? yeah. We we sometimes feel like we deserve it. You know, they are artists. We should know everything about them. Um, but that's not true. You don't want everybody to be in your business. No. Then why you want to be in anybody else's business? Not at all. Um, but I do feel like, unfortunately, everything that artists do, um, or brands do, they are, um, you know, nitpicked for every single thing that they do. And um, unfortunately, I don't know how that will change, but I do feel like it should because you shouldn't be treated a certain way for something that you said 15 years ago, five years ago, or yesterday. I was a completely different person yesterday than I am today. Um, I feel different. Absolutely. I am different. And I feel like if I was judged on something yesterday that I am today, that wouldn't be fair because what happens tomorrow? You know, it's the next day. We got to forget about what happened. Not forget, but, you know, we have to live in the moment and, and instead of living in the past. Absolutely. One thing that I was just that just came to mind is how um, easy it is to be a reflection of a bigger thing and having to like really perform um, or be on your best behavior to ensure that you're not um, improperly or misrepresenting whatever you might be a part of. So, for instance, it just came to mind when I think about like airlines and things like that. One isolated incident within an airline becomes the whole airline's problem. Yep. Now, it could be one person's mistake or it could be a passenger's mistake, but it becomes the whole airline's problem. Um, so when you think about all of the like people getting pulled off the plane and things like that, that yeah. turned into a thing of like people like, oh, I'm not, I'm canceling this airline. I'm not flying that airline anymore. Or um, when we think about restaurants and things like that, chain restaurants, I can't remember what restaurant it was in particular, but um, there were some women that went out to brunch. It might've been a, 
a solo restaurant, but they went out to brunch and they were told they couldn't they couldn't dance and sing in the restaurant. They needed to sit down yeah. or something. And everybody was like, cancel the restaurant. And the man's restaurant was everywhere. His picture was everywhere. And it was like, don't go here. And I think about how unfair that is um, to, in the grand scheme of things, because although that was an isolate, that was an isolated incident with the owner that had nothing to do with the waitresses that make a living there, the fuck boys, the hostess, the chefs, whomever else worked there had to be affected by something that was done by one person. Um, so there's almost like a chain reaction because even with these pop, like these people who are present in popular culture, I'm sure Chris Brown's team took a hit when he took that hit. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sure Tory Lane's team took a hit when he took the hit. Or if we think like of the most obvious R. Kelly, I'm sure his friends and his family took a hit when he took the hit. Because if you have been present with those people or if you were benefiting from those people, people feel as though you're a representation of them. Yeah. So it's like, uh, well, you're canceled too. Um, and it's, it might not even be anything that you've actually done, but that's just how things work. Um, and it's unfortunate. So I guess that leads me to the next question of what are other ways in which we can demonstrate that same frustration without quote unquote canceling people? A way to demonstrate support or frustration so like um i think cancel culture essentially stems from our frustration with a choice that was made by someone or a way in which they displayed themselves publicly and then we turn we turn it into this public shunning but if we like refocus that frustration into like maybe helping them or something like that what are other ways in which we can demonstrate the same frustration without like you're canceled um, well, recently I was listening to an interview with Cat Williams, right? And he was basically saying, in basketball, there's an out of bounds, right? When the ball goes out of bounds, the game has to stop. They learn from their mistake. They realize what they, you know, the ball went out, so they have to stop the game really quick, readjust, and then continue the game. And I feel like that was a great example of what we should do: stop, address, mm-hmm. address whatever the situation is. Um, let that person learn, teach them what needs to be done, and then continue on with life or continue on with the game. Um, if we cancel the whole entire game, it wouldn't be any basketball, right? So why are we then creating a culture around these mistakes that we have? Um, something that I am trying to do with my blog is highlight the positive, the positive things with people's brands or their music or anything that they have going on, right? And so I feel like when we start getting more and more people seeing and believing in the positive imagery of our culture, that's when things will start to change, right? Um, Meek Mill said it also as well, where he was upset that, you know, he felt like a lot of blogs were just speaking about him in a negative light and that he wasn't really getting much attention with his justice and, you know, reforms that he has going on, right? So to me, I thought, well, hey, come to my blog. Man. I'll write about it. I'll give you some positive light over here. But then it's also like, what do we, you know, the clickbait stuff. We want to see the negative. We want to keep that momentum going on. Your names and the negative aspects in the blog. We want, you know, that that fuels a lot of people. But why shouldn't that same energy, you know, keep that same energy when that person is, you know, doing something great for our community and, and let's highlight them and uplift them when they're doing that, when they are doing those positive things. And I think another thing that I feel like people stray away from a little bit is, when people are doing positive things in the community, we question it, right? All this post, oh, Every time. this person is only doing this for this or only doing that for that. Why can't they just help out a charity because this charity needs support? Why? And if you know, that person still got helped. That's literally me every time. I'm like, 
even if that's the case, that person just got ten thousand dollars. I, I, there's, no, I don't see anything wrong with that. But <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, right? I'm like, get, get to the bag. Congratulations. But I do also feel like, you know, there, there are a lot of resources and a lot of, um opportunities for people to learn and grow but i feel like those should be on front street those those, posters, those centers and those advocators we should you know as a community start saying if if this situation happens this is who they go to to talk about these issues with mm-hmm. um you know we, we start putting issues with people's faces so that they can help and bridge the gap between where our society needs to go instead of just oh we're frustrated with them canceled no we're frustrated but I know that this person over here can help them with what's going on in their life. I want them to meet so that they can work on something and then come back to reality and enjoy the rest of your life. Yeah, it almost makes me wonder like, what if we did What if we did just that? Like when everything happened with Chris Brown and Rihanna, what if we combated it with an abundance of domestic violence awareness where people knew like, if this was something that you were dealing with, like and you're not in the you're not in the limelight and it's something that you're a victim of how to get out and let them know that there was outlets for them to get out as opposed to saying oh chris brown's canceled so then people who are dealing with the same issues or men who might even be the predator in those situations might be struggling with why they are wrestling with those emotions and now they see somebody getting canceled i don't think that that's going to help them to grow at all at all Thinking about that right there, I wish we could combat those things with, like you said, healthy resources. Like, okay, this happened. Let's combat it with healthy resources on how we can work through this issue. So that's definitely a a wonderful reconstruction of this whole cancel culture so that we can eliminate this public shunning and almost like a public uplifting. Like this person did this, but here's how we're helping them. This is what they committed themselves to, to you know, making themselves better or whatever the case may be. Or even if it's not an immediate commitment, because I can't say that I fixed everything that I did wrong right away, or I even care to fix everything that I was doing wrong right away. So we can't True. expect you know, someone in the limelight to do the same. So I definitely feel like there has to be a way to reconstruct it um, and to use it positively instead of as like almost publicly humiliating these people. So my last question before we close out is, have you ever felt the need to cancel something or someone? Why or why not? <sighs> Have I ever felt the need to? Again, I think not publicly, um, but there are people who I don't feel like, um, you know, one person I think comes to mind in the, in, in the entertainment industry, you know, is R. Kelly. I feel like when we have these documentaries that bring all of this stuff to attention, um, it's difficult to watch, especially if it's on, you know, on. I think it was on Lifetime and it was like a three, four day thing. I think after day one, I was sick to my stomach. And then people were like, should we listen to this music or not? It was like, why is that a question? Look what we just watched, right? Like, why are we still even supporting this? He made a mistake, he's in jail or he has to let him have consequences to his actions. Um, so I do feel like on, on the bigger scheme, when these things happen, I do feel the need to say, you know what, maybe I need to reevaluate. And, and for me, it's it's really difficult. Um, th- there are certain people who I don't listen to anymore because of public situations. Um, and I just, when I hear their music, and unfortunately, I the first thing that comes to my mind is that specific situation. Um, and 
I feel like it, it's hard for me to erase it because it's at the forefront of my brain, right? But in my personal life, I do feel like you you won't necessarily publicly, we don't have the the hot, all of the, the balls and the things before we publicly shame people. Um, but I do feel like people should be canceled in your life, right? And those people are the doubters, the people that you make you feel like you should be living up to these certain expectations and standards that you don't feel comfortable with. Um, the friends that you feel like aren't your friends anymore, right? And, and they they maybe they have a different path, but they don't have a different path, but you don't want to be their friends anymore. You don't have to explain it. They did something shady and petty, move on. You know, like cancel them and move on. Um, and I feel like only healthy relationships should be in your life personally and business-wise and family-wise and all of those different um, specters because that's what's going to help us grow as a person. Um, now, do I feel like you should help all of the friends that you're like, bye, I don't want to be your friends with? No, right? Because you have every right to be like, this girl did something petty to me and now I'm moving on. But do I feel like if that's going to create a pattern for you to be resentful um, and create those negative like attitudes and you be like, I don't never want to have that, you know, I'm never going to do this. Or I'm never going to do that anymore. Then that's when you look at yourself and say like, do I need to forgive this person and move on? Or am I holding and building these resentments towards these type of people in my life? Because we all can admit to, you know, we never want to be friends with this person. And sometimes we attach that to a whole entire horoscope. Oh, right? yeah. Say, oh, it's these Gemini's or is these Scorpios, <laughs> and it's like you're gonna cancel a whole horoscope because your friend did something petty. People will. I'm not dating them, or I'm not friends with them. Those never work out just because that's and it's crazy because you don't even have to know someone or have even really had a conversation with them before you've written them off. <laughs> before you're like, bye, I'm done, right? And you know nothing about them, and that could be you could be so, your soulmate is right there. And you just, oh, they're a Libra. Yeah. It's a wrap. <laughs> definitely. I think for me, I definitely felt the need to um, cancel someone. It was definitely in my um, more spiritually immature days. And I'm, I'm yep. getting better. But um, it was because sometimes I think it's, really, it's almost easy to um, use cancel culture as an escape. So, like, I don't have to be bothered with you if I just cancel you. Like, I don't have to resolve my issue with you if I just cancel you, which is harmful when it, when we go back to, like you said, it's harmful for both the person who is the subject of the situation and the person who's canceling them. Because it's definitely it was definitely harmful for me when I chose to cancel certain people who had um, huge parts in my life, but they did one thing and it was like, oh, you're canceled. And then now I'm upset, like thinking about, you know, the friendship we shared and how it's all over because of one situation. So I think the big biggest thing for me um, is avoiding using cancel culture as an escape and figuring out what it is, um, like I said, that I might be, why it is that I'm choosing to cancel this person. Um, I think one thing that's important about it is the peace, the personal peace. You mentioned when you hear music from someone, if that makes you unsettled, then I think that's the issue. It's like, I can't listen to this because I'm unsettled knowing that they did such and such. I don't want to listen to it. It's not that I'm comfortably sitting listening to this music. If I was listening to it and it wasn't making me feel any type of way, then maybe I could kind of separate the artist from the art. But 
when I'm thinking about what it is that they've done, it's hard for me to listen to that. And that's when I have to worry about me. Like it's affecting me to be um, a part or to deal with this person or to absorb their music or their medium, whatever medium they um, present their art in. So I think that's the biggest thing, but it does give me a follow-up question now that I think about it, because I think that's the biggest thing. I am an actress. Um, so I think about sometimes I see, <laughs> Thank you. I think about sometimes I see actors who take on a role or um, even like we said, somebody like R. Kelly, um, who they've, they've got music and things like that. So, and then something goes wrong. They, they do something, they make a mistake. And then it's like, oh, they're canceled. We're never watching that movie again or we're never listening to that music again. But it doesn't make the movie any less good. It doesn't make the music any less good because if we're being honest, R. Kelly made some of the best music in the 90s and i'm a 90s baby so it's really hard not to look back at that music and be like dang i want to listen to that but i'm not going to listen to it because like you yeah. said it's uncomfortable to think about mm -hmm. what he could have possibly been doing at the time he was making his music because a lot of that music is right in line with the stuff that he was being a part of so it's kind of discomforting but um how hard is it for you to like separate the artist or the brand from the person um that's difficult. Um, the first person that comes to my mind is Bill Cosby, right? And so it's like, are we canceling him? I don't really know. Maybe, maybe we did, maybe we didn't as a society. But am I going to cancel the show? Like, absolutely not. Like, those people had nothing to do with that situation, if we knew or we didn't know. But that show is a, you know, the, the, the Cosby show is a pivotal African American show. That had showed so much in our society and our culture, and I feel like it seemed like then then the next generation won't get to see what we saw. Absolutely, right? Because that's an amazing show, um, and so I, I didn't like it. I I've, I want to watch it still, and I'm like, I remember those moments. I have so many episodes that I love, and. Yeah. and that that I want to see, but then I think about like we talked about Aunt Vib. It's like we didn't talk about cancel culture with the Fresh Prince. We didn't. We didn't we talk didn't. about that. But should yeah. it happen? I don't think so. But other people could have felt that way, and we don't know what happens behind scenes. But these are some great shows and great movies that came from a place and a time that was needed in our culture. And I feel like it is very difficult um, to, to try to, I feel like we try our best to separate it, but I just feel like that's where we have to draw the line and say, this is the person and this is what they represent, but what they represent is not the brand and what they have created, especially when you want to dig up 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years of their career I'm like, we can't erase yeah. erase that. Um, and, and it's out there. You know, you can look it up on YouTube. You can buy those things that are still current. Um, and I don't feel like it's it's something that should happen. And it does. And that's unfortunate. But personally, for me, it's hard. But it happens from time to time. But it depends on the artist. It, or it depends on the actor. It depends on the actress. It depends on the... And it, it actually also depends on the situation. Um, yeah, and I think that was like a running theme between what you mentioned earlier. Is like the situation is so different um, for me personally with R. Kelly than it would have been for something like you said, Bill Cosby, because of you know the way in which that was put into the media, the 
countless episodes of this documentary and seeing all these details that were like, like, oh my God, heartbreaking. And at the end of the day, like I said, if his music didn't almost reiterate some of those things, then maybe it wouldn't bother me so much. But when I listen to the music, it's almost reiterating some of the behavior that he was he was he was doing so it's like oh my god now i see this it's almost like once you see it you can't unsee it and i think that's what makes it so hard for me to like backtrack with that and it makes it so hard to separate him but um i would like to kind of go ahead and take and reclaim this cancel culture for the sake of self-reflection so one of the main things that we both discussed um, in our last answer was that if it affects your personal morale or um, something or it, it bothers your peace or your freedom, then that's when it becomes a problem. Like you said, listening to the music and having it dissettle you or whatever the case may be. So in order to reclaim cancel culture, this week's help work is to find things or bad habits that we are willing to cancel. So there are things that we have going on in our lives that we know we need to work on, being on time, eating healthy, choosing to eat bad things. Let's write those down and hashtag cancel them instead of canceling others. Um, let's turn the mirror on ourselves and self-reflect this week and figure out what it is that we can cancel, those negative bad, bad habits that we might have. So before we leave, Shantae, and before I bid you adieu, I want you to share one thing that you're going to be canceling in this upcoming week. Um. Something I'm I'm working on, and I feel like a lot of people are working on, so it, it's a community that I feel like I need to reach out to. But one thing I'm going to cancel is self-doubt. Yes. Um, it, it's very difficult nowadays to, to be in a space where we see so many people getting this done on their bodies, getting this done on their hair, and getting all of these things that make people natural but not natural right creating that image of somebody being natural but not being natural and so i really mm -hmm. feel like personally i have come to a place where i am 100 percent natural in all my areas of my body and my mind and my spirit and my hair sometimes i braid it so i put a little bit extra in there but when it comes down to it my hair is extremely natural my body is natural so i have a problem with anybody else the answer is no right because that's where they are but for me i feel like um, you know, there's a lot of self-doubt because we and or I compare myself to what we see, right? We're always in moving and we're always that. So I really want to start working on myself and not feeling like I have to compare myself to the next person um, and just worry really about what my journey is and what that looks like for me in my future. So I'm going to cancel self-doubt in order to make sure that I know what I want out of my life and to create a journey for others to believe in themselves um, and do what they want to do and have that freedom to do it. Awesome. I think this week I am canceling procrastination. And that is because, um, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, the perfectionist in me wants to make sure that I have everything together before I start a project. And sometimes that delays the start. So instead of delaying the start, I'm canceling procrastination this week and just being intentional about the things that I want to do. Um, I think one of the biggest things that struck me is someone once said, um, when I was at a conference, they made mention to the fact that someone is waiting for you to do the thing that you're supposed to do. And I think more than anything, I don't want to keep those people waiting anymore. We're living in a world that has so much darkness. So if I can bring just a little bit of light into the world, um, doing the things that 
I feel are necessary with the gifts that God has given me, then I think it's imperative that I do it sooner than later. So this week I'm canceling procrastination. So listeners, make sure you figure out what it is you're canceling this week and share it with us down in the comment box below so that we can see what it is you're canceling and hold you accountable. Again, Shantae, I want to thank you for joining us today. Would you please let everyone know how they can stay abreast of what it is you're doing and what's going on with Short and Sweet ENT? Um, well, right now, um, you can follow me on my main page, Coach underscore Tay DX. That's my personal page, but it's open to everybody. And or you can follow me on um, Short and Sweet ENT. Right now, I'm just working on promoting positivity. I want everybody to understand that Short and Sweet ENT is here to promote everything positive that you have going on. Um, I want to be able to collaborate with people to show and express all of the natural things that and gifts and talents that you have. Um, so please make sure to reach out to me if you want to be featured. Um, I'm open to all inquiries at this time. And I just want to help people. And I want to help myself by expressing my visions and my visions of what I want out of our own culture. Well, we love that for you, Shantae. And if you are listening right now and you have a gift, talent, or something that you would like to showcase, Shantae is offering her services. So follow her at Short and Sweet ENT and make sure that you reach out for an opportunity to collaborate. Shantae, we want you to know that we support what it is that you're doing. And we're so grateful for the time that we spent with you today discussing cancel culture. And we want you to know that you're not canceled in our eyes, love. So, Thank you. You're not um, either. <laughs> Thank you, love. So before we head out, make sure you do your help work this week and figure out what it is negative or bad habits that you have in your life that you can cancel. And as always, practice freedom. Bye.